This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. In our frenzied culture, rest often feels elusive, especially for leaders who carry the weight of nonstop responsibility. If your soul longs for replenishment, stay tuned to learn more about Ruth Haley Barton's book, Embracing Rhythms of Work and Rest, and by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth Table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, Ezra, chapter 4, verses 6 through 23. Official complaints are lodged against the Jews. At the beginning of the reign of Ahasuerus, they filed an accusation against the inhabitants of Judah and Jerusalem. And during the reign of Artaxerxes, Bishlam, Mithridath, Tabil, and the rest of their colleagues wrote to King Artaxerxes of Persia. This letter was first written in Aramaic, but then translated. What follows is in Aramaic. Rehum, the commander, and Shimshai, the scribe, wrote a letter concerning Jerusalem to King Artaxerxes as follows. From Rehum, the commander, Shimshai, the scribe, and the rest of their colleagues, the judges, the rulers, the officials, the secretaries, the Arachites, the Babylonian, the people of Susa, that is, the Elamites, and the rest of the nations whom the great and noble Ashurbanipal deported and settled in the cities of Samaria and other places in Trans-Euphrates. This is a copy of the letter they sent to him, to King Artaxerxes, from your servants in Trans-Euphrates. Now let the king be aware that the Jews who came up to us from you have gone to Jerusalem. They are rebuilding the rebellious and odious city. They are completing its walls and repairing its foundations. Let the king also be aware that if this city is built and its walls are completed, no more tax, custom, or toll will be paid, and the royal treasury will suffer loss. In light of the fact that we are loyal to the king, and since it does not seem appropriate to us that the king should sustain damage, we are sending the king this information so that he may initiate a search for the records of his predecessors and discover in those records that this city is rebellious and injurious to both king and provinces, producing internal revolts from long ago. It is for this very reason that this city was destroyed. We, therefore, are informing the king that if this city is rebuilt and its walls are completed, you will not retain control of this portion of Trans-Euphrates. The king sent the following response. To Rehum, the commander, Shimshai, the scribe, and the rest of their colleagues who live in Samaria and other parts of Trans-Euphrates. Greetings. 
The letter you sent to us has been translated and read in my presence, so I gave orders, and it was determined that this city from long ago has been engaging in insurrection against kings. It has continually engaged in rebellion and revolt. Powerful kings have been over Jerusalem who ruled throughout the entire trans-Euphrates and who were the beneficiaries of tribute, custom, and toll. Now give orders that these men cease their work and that the city not be rebuilt until such time as I so instruct. Exercise appropriate caution so that there is no negligence in this matter. Why should danger increase to the point that the king sustains damage? Then, as soon as a copy of the letter from King Artaxerxes was read in the presence of Rehum, Shimshai the scribe, and their colleagues, they proceeded promptly to the Jews in Jerusalem and stopped them with threat of armed force. Ezra chapter 7 through Ezra chapter 8 verses 1 through 14. Ezra chapter 7 beginning at verse 1. The arrival of Ezra. Now after these things had happened, during the reign of King Artaxerxes of Persia, Ezra came up from Babylon. Ezra was a son of Sariah, who was a son of Azariah, who was a son of Hilkiah, who was a son of Shalom, who was a son of Zadok, who was a son of Ahitub, who was a son of Amariah, who was a son of Azariah, who was a son of Marioth, who was a son of Zerahiah, who was a son of Uzi, who was a son of Buki, who was a son of Abishua, who was the son of Phinehas, who was the son of Eliezer, who was the son of Aaron, the chief priest. This Ezra is the one who came up from Babylon. He was a scribe who was skilled in the law of Moses, which the Lord God of Israel had given. The king supplied him with everything he requested, for the hand of the Lord his God was on him. In the seventh year of King Artaxerxes, Ezra brought up to Jerusalem some of the Israelites and some of the priests, the Levites, the attendants, the gatekeepers, and the temple servants. He entered Jerusalem in the fifth month of the seventh year of the king. On the first day of the first month, he had determined to make the ascent from Babylon. And on the first day of the fifth month, he arrived at Jerusalem, for the good hand of his God was on him. Now Ezra had dedicated himself to the study of the law of the Lord, to its observance, and to teaching its statutes and judgments in Israel. Artaxerxes gives official endorsement to Ezra's mission. What follows is a copy of the letter that King Artaxerxes gave to Ezra the priestly scribe. Ezra was a scribe in matters pertaining to the commandments of the Lord and his statutes over Israel. Artaxerxes, king of kings, to Ezra the priest, a scribe of the law of the God of heaven, I have now issued a decree that anyone in my kingdom from the people of Israel, even the priests and Levites, who wishes to do so, may go up with you to Jerusalem. You are authorized by the king and his seven advisors to inquire concerning Judah and Jerusalem according to the law of your God which is in your possession, and to bring silver and gold, which the king and his advisors have freely contributed to the God of Israel, who resides in Jerusalem, along with all the silver and gold that you may collect throughout all the province of Babylon, and the contributions of the people and the priests for the temple of their God, which is in Jerusalem. With this money, you should be sure to purchase bulls, rams, and lambs, along with the appropriate meal offerings and libations. You should bring them to the altar of the temple of your God, which is in Jerusalem. You may do whatever seems appropriate to you and your colleagues with the rest of the silver and gold in keeping with the will of your God. Deliver to the God of Jerusalem the vessels that are given to you for the service of the temple of your God. The rest of the needs for the temple of your God that you may have to supply, you may do so from the royal treasury. I, King Artaxerxes, hereby issue orders to all the treasurers of trans-Euphrates that you precisely execute all that Ezra the priestly scribe of the law of God of heaven may request of you, up to 100 talents of silver, 100 cores of wheat, 100 baths of wine, 100 baths of olive oil, and unlimited salt. Everything that the God of heaven has required should be precisely done for the temple of the God of heaven. Why should there be wrath against the empire of the king and his sons? Furthermore, be aware of the fact that you have no authority to impose tax, 
tribute or toll on any of the priests, the Levites, the musicians, the doorkeepers, the temple servants, or the attendants at the temple of this God. Now you, Ezra, in keeping with the wisdom of your God, which you possess, appoint judges and court officials who can arbitrate cases on behalf of all the people who are in trans-Euphrates, who know the laws of your God. Those who do not know this law should be taught. Everyone who does not observe both the law of your God and the law of the king will be completely liable to the appropriate penalty, whether it is death or banishment or confiscation of property or detainment in prison. Blessed be the Lord God of our fathers, who so moved in the heart of the king to so honor the temple of the Lord, which is in Jerusalem. He has also conferred his favor on me before the king, his advisors, and all the influential leaders of the king. I gained strength as the hand of the Lord my God was on me, and I gathered leaders from Israel to go up with me. Ezra chapter 8 verses 1 through 14. The leaders who returned with Ezra. These are the leaders and those enrolled with them by genealogy, who were coming up with me from Babylon during the reign of King Artaxerxes, from the descendants of Phineas, Gershom, from the descendants of Ithamar, Daniel, from the descendants of David, Hattush, the son of Shechaniah, from the descendants of Parosh, Zechariah, and with him were enrolled by genealogy 150 men, from the descendants of Pahath Moab, Eliachonai, son of Zahariah, and with him 200 men. From the descendants of Zatu, Shechaniah, son of Jahazil, and with him three hundred men. From the descendants of Adin, Ebed, son of Jonathan, and with him fifty men. From the descendants of Elam, Jeshiah, son of Athaliah, and with him seventy men. From the descendants of Shephatiah, Zebadiah, son of Michael, and with him eighty men. From the descendants of Joab, Obadiah, son of Jehil, and with him two hundred and eighteen men. From the descendants of Bani, Shilomith, son of Josephiah, with him 160 men, from the descendants of Babai, Zechariah, son of Babai, and with him 28 men, from the descendants of Asgad, Johanan, son of Akatan, and with him 110 men, from the descendants of Adonikam, there were the latter ones, their names were Eliphelet, Jeul, and Shemaiah, and with them 60 men, from the descendants of Bigvai, Uttai, and Zakur, and with them 70 men. New Testament reading, Revelation chapter 7. Revelation chapter 7, beginning at verse 1. The sealing of the 144,000. After this, I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds of the earth, so no wind could blow on the earth, on the sea, or on any tree. Then I saw another angel ascending from the east, who had the seal of the living God. He shouted out with a loud voice to the four angels who had been given permission to damage the earth and the sea. Do not damage the earth or the sea, or the trees until we have put a seal on the foreheads of the servants of our God. Now I heard the number of those who were marked with a seal, 144,000 sealed from all the tribes of the people of Israel. From the tribe of Judah, 12,000 were sealed. From the tribe of Reuben, 12,000. From the tribe of Gad, 12,000. From the tribe of Asher, 12,000. From the tribe of Naphtali, 12,000. From the tribe of Manasseh, 12,000. From the tribe of Simeon, 12,000. From the tribe of Levi, 12,000. From the tribe of Issachar, 12,000. From the tribe of Zebulun, 12,000. From the tribe of Joseph, 12,000. From the tribe of Benjamin, 12,000 were sealed. After these things I looked, and here was an enormous crowd that no one could count, made up of persons from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, dressed in long white robes and with palm branches in their hands. They were shouting out in a loud voice, 
Salvation belongs to our God, who is seated on the throne, and to the Lamb. And all the angels stood there in a circle around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures, and they threw themselves down with their faces to the ground before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders asked me, These dressed in long white robes, who are they? And where have they come from? So I said to him, My Lord, you know the answer. Then he said to me, These are the ones who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. For this reason, they are before the throne of God, and they serve him day and night in his temple, and the ones seated on the throne will shelter them. They will never go hungry or be thirsty again, and the sun will not beat down on them, nor any burning heat. Because the Lamb in the middle of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to springs of living water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. God of heaven, I thank you for your loving kindness. God, I thank you, oh God, that you are sovereign over every detail of our lives. I thank you, God, that you are a God of abundance, O God, and that in you there is no lack. I thank you, O God, for the ways that you favored Ezra. And the scripture continually reminds us that your hand was upon Ezra, that the hand of the Lord was on Ezra, that he had favor from the Lord. He had favor from you, O God, so that he would find favor in the eyes of King Artaxerxes, O God, that he had political influence in that time because your favor rested upon him and that people were not predisposed or inclined to obey you or to even honor or reverence you gave Ezra the power to do whatever he needed to do in order to worship you and to bring whomever he chose to come and worship you in spirit and in truth. God, I thank you for the favor, Lord. There's a saying that we often say in churches that favor ain't fair. God, will I thank you for your favor. I thank you, oh God, that because we are your children, your blood-bought children, oh God, we have your favor resting upon our lives. And would you help us to live in that way? Would you help us, oh God, to see your abundance and not feel the need for us to scratch and survive and to hustle and to grind all the time, but to really to trust and rest in your sovereign power, to rest in your favor, to rest by your grace. Faith calls us to rest and to trust you have indeed ordered our footsteps and that you give us just enough light, oh God, for us to walk the next step that you've called us to, oh God. So I just pray for those who are feeling between a rock and a hard place. They're not feeling and they're not seeing the favor of the Lord in their lives, oh God. I just pray that you will make it evident to them. And I pray, oh God, that we will live in ways that are honorable to you, in ways that reflect our status as children of God, oh Lord. And I thank you for just the beauty of Revelation 7. Those who endured until the very end, O God, who washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb, O God. That is grace. That is favor. That's the fruits of the Spirit at work in our lives to help us. And we know that we will be in the number, O God, if we persevere, if we continue to endure, if we continue, O God, live and move and have our being in you, if we continue to live by the power of your word, if we continue to apply the gospel to our lives, oh God, we are and will be in the number of the saints who have endured until the very end and who will be worshiping around your throne, singing, holy, holy, holy 
is the Lord God Almighty. Thank you, O God, that one day we will experience glory eternally. No more hunger, no more thirst, no more tears, no more pain, no more suffering, no more death. God, we cannot wait. Hasten the dead. Make us ready. Make us ready for glory. I pray all of this in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. The journey to a meaningful Sabbath practice is slow and gradual, and it is a journey we need to take in community. In her book, Embracing Rhythms of Work and Rest, Ruth Haley Barton offers wisdom regarding the rhythms of Sabbath, exploring both weekly Sabbath keeping as well as extended periods of sabbatical time. Sabbath is more than a practice. It is a way of life ordered around God's invitation to regular rhythms of work, rest, and replenishment that will sustain us for the long haul of life and leadership. Get your copy of this book today at ivpress.com. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code, the word, that's promo code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivpress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag get in the word and hashtag truth's table. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Oh,